Yo, black people season everything but their sex lives. Let's fix that. My name is Madam Moonchild, and welcome to my dungeon. So today, we're talking about doms, or dominance, whatever floats your boat, okay? So, a dom or a dominant, like, come on now, you top dog around this bitch, like, <laughs> you doing the pissing, you doing the walking, you doing the spanking, you doing all of that, like, because you're that, okay? Now, a dom can be male or female. Men and women can both be dominant figures in a BDSM or a kinky relationship dynamic, whatever, all right? The only difference between a male and a female dom would be the spelling. So if you're a man and you're typing out dom, you would just put D-O-M, all right? And if you're a woman, you would put D-O-M-M-E, you know, so it's dom, dom, yeah. Or women can do dominatrix or femdom. So F-E-M-D-O-M. You could do F-E-M-D-O-M-M-E, but like that's kind of redundant. That's a little repetitive because it's like, okay, fem already identifies that you're a female. And then dom with an E already identifies that you're a female. So to put both is just like, okay, you don't have to, but you can. It's whatever floats your boat. Do what makes you feel the most comfortable. Okay? So, what the fuck is a dom? All right? If you are brand new to all of this, you should go back to episode one where we broke all of this down. We do top to bottom of what the fuck is BDSM, but right now we're on D, dominant. So, a dominant or a dom is a personality or a title of the active person in a dynamic. So, this person could possibly provide the pain, the pleasure, the uh, the stimulation. Uh, they give the orders, the punishments, the rewards, the punishments. They are a top dog. They are in control. So that is a dom. And that is, that's what we talk about today because no two people are exactly the same. We know that. We're all unique. So your style of dominating someone is not going to be the same as somebody else's and that's okay like that's what we're here for like there are so many different types and styles of being a dom that like obviously I didn't know like all of this is new to me so (laughs) that's why like we're here because like I'm I'm like trying to get into being a dom like a femme dom and all that other stuff but it's like I'm trying to find like what fits me you know what style is me because I know what I am naturally but like I don't want to do that but we'll talk about it when we get there I'll let you know all right all right (laughs) so now that the whole definition of dom is out the way we're gonna move on to mommy and daddy doms mommy and daddy doms so these type of doms are very common okay like you see them a lot (laughs) and these are very caring very nurturing people and they are like super protective of their subs like just like a mother would protect her child or a father would protect his child that's really how they love on their subs now it's not necessarily like they look at them as like 
oh, like, you're actually, like, my baby. Like, it's not really, like, motherly, like, platonic love, you know, but that's how they're treated. Now, the, like, these type of doms are great for the very sensitive or vulnerable subs. And the thing that the doms like about their little subs and stuff is, like, they like the playfulness. They like the cuteness and the innocence of their little or their, their submissive slave whatever they have, but they like that. <laughs> now, naturally, naturally, I know for a fact that I am a mommy dom. I just bleed mom energy. People have been calling me mom since I was like 13. I'm 25 now, okay? Now, I'm not even gonna hold you. It's annoying. <laughs> it's really fucking annoying. So, me going into BDSM, I am actively trying to stay away from being a mommy dom. I know I'd be great at it. I'm fucking perfect. Like, I I would be, like, the best mommy dom. But because I've done it for so long, like, bro, I don't want to be your fucking mom. Like, I'll be nice to you, but I do not. I'm, I'm not your mom. I'm, I'm not. I'm just so burnt out on that mom shit. So just, like, random side note, sidebar, okay, if you have a friend who gives like mommy daddy energy and they're just like cool and everybody calls them mom or dad or what the fuck ever, bro, check on your friend and ease up on that shit. Like, don't stop doing that. Okay, just stop. <laughs> but moving on. So, uh, <laughs> moving on. I forgot to tell y'all that this information and stuff that I'm reading, it came from the Bad Girls Bible. Most of my episodes, my research will come from them because I like their stuff. I like their articles. But they do give examples for each of these like type of dominance. They do give examples of like ideas or things you can do as this type. The examples or ideas for dominating as a mommy or daddy are... You can do scolding. So when your subs make a mistake, you can, you know, yell at them or whatever. You can do spanking when they step out of line. You can do reassuring or cuddling your subs and telling them like, oh, good boy, good girl. You did such a good job. I'm so proud of you. You can do stuff like that and protecting. So you be protective of your sub and their feelings. And, you know, like you just you cover them. You love on them. And then praising. So, you know, if they're doing a good job at obeying your orders or just doing what you like or behaving in the way that you've trained them to or even shit, if they're even doing a good job in their training, praise them. Let them know that. So kind of the same thing as like reassuring, but just be nice to them. Like mommy, daddy doms are nice. They're sweet. Next up, we have master and mistress. Now... Again, again, I'm telling you, in episode one, we went over this, okay? We talked about the, the master-slave dynamic. So, if you're lost and you're new here, run that shit back. Go on back to episode one, okay? This is like episode three now, so catch up. <laughs> but a master and a mistress, now, this can also just be a nickname or honorary name given to a dom, Okay, now you don't necessarily have to have a slave to be called master or mistress. But typically, if you are in this dynamic, this is a higher 
level of commitment. This is a 24-7 power dynamic. This is a total power exchange, okay? The master or the mistress dominates everything, okay? I tell you when you get up, when you go to sleep, what you can wear. When I come in a house, I want you on your knees with <laughs> a blunt road or something like that, like whatever, that like this is what you can say this is what you can do you have you can tell your slave to do what the fuck ever you want again my favorite line whatever floats your boat let your freak flag fly here because you can do that three examples of master or mistress tendencies or activities is providing permission you can tell the sub when to masturbate when to eat when they can use the bathroom, when they can touch themselves, when they can get dressed, when they can speak. And you can also administer discipline, all right? So if your slave did not do what you said, exactly how you said it, exactly when you said it, you handle that. You feel me? If you want to bend them over your knee, do that. If you want to have them sitting in a corner on rice, like kneeling in the corner on rice, do that. If you want to make them walk barefoot across hot coals, do that. Now, be safe, okay? Like, don't lose your mind. Don't go crazy. Don't do anything that's illegal. <laughs> but because this person, you have that level of trust and understanding and you have did all the communicating and you all of that everything's out on the table and this is what you're cool with then go ahead you you have all control you have complete control here all right now a master and a mistress also takes responsibility for their slave okay now this is for their their mental health their physical health their emotional and financial well-being that's also on you you can't have this person out here giving up everything and doing what you say and being at your beck and call um just being there for you whenever if you if you don't got them you can't expect them to have you if you don't have them like if you got your slave out here collared if you have them wearing a, a permanent metal collar or something like that or you done had them go get a tattoo or um bimboification is coming to mind if you went and you made your um, your slave into a bimbo, which is like, you know, body enhancements and body modifications. If you've done stuff like that, how do you expect them to go work? You can't expect them to go get a job and provide and do all this regular shit if you have control of them. So you got to be, you have to be there for them. So again, back in episode one, where we were talking about like, um... Fuck. I forgot which one it was. We're talking about like responsibility and everything. Like you can't just say, oh, well, I'm not, we're not together. I'm not fucking them. I'm just their dom. Like, um, no, you have a responsibility. You, you, you have that. You owe them that. This person is giving their life to you. You owe them to at least make sure they're okay. Don't be a bad master. Don't be a bad dom. Moving on. We have Brat Tamer. <laughs> now, these people, um, listen, y'all got it, okay? These people have to be very patient. 
very even-tempered and very calm because a brat will give you a hard time, low-key. Like, <laughs> a brat was going to give you a run for your motherfucking money, okay? If, if they... <laughs> If they want attention, they're going to let you know they want attention, but they're not going to open their mouths and say, uh, mommy, daddy, I want attention. You're not looking at me. You're not like, come cuddle me. No, they're not going to do that. They're going to go stomp around a house and slam doors and knock shit over and come poke you in your face until you give them kisses. <laughs> now, I feel like Brad's probably piss me off a little bit because like I am a brat so like I know I can't I don't know how well I can handle someone throwing their attitude at me when I have one like bitch I will slap you <laughs> sit down sit down before I slap the shit out of you bro but brat tamers they can handle that okay like they deal with the brats they deal with the difficult subs like they like that that's a turn on for them whatever <laughs> but it's like something that I will like throw out just a hint or you know words of advice to brat tamers is bro don't back down sis don't back down when your sub is being bratty understand they just want attention they want something from you if they are acting if they acting an ass okay don't like and like I don't want to say like oh don't pay it too much attention because sometimes Something might actually be wrong. Like, they might actually, like, be in their feelings or whatever, whatever. And you do need to check on them. Make sure you're talking to them. What's going on with you? You you good? Or you just want a little spank? Like, are you actually okay? Or you just need a flogging? You know? But just understand that a brat is a brat. Point blank, period. They are submissives. But they're going to give you a hard time. So, yeah. Here's five aspects of brat taming. From the bad girls bible so we have physically restraining and overpowering so if your brat is resisting you can use bondage just giving orders which may be resisted or ignored you know know what you're getting into you can tell them what to do but that don't guarantee that they're going to fucking do it <laughs> you can provide punishments when necessary without losing your temper though okay like still stay calm all right because know that some brats like when i'll be listening to podcasts and like reading and shit like bro they really act like big ass kids like they really act like fucking i don't want to say toddlers <laughs> but like yeah like you know when a two-year-old is not getting their way they fucking act like that <laughs> like bro if you if if I'm busy and I just don't have time for you and you go around and you start ripping papers up around my house, I, I will disown you. I'm not going to take but so much. I'm not a brat tamer. I will fuck. I will take my collar back so quick. I will snatch my collar. <laughs> Moving on with the aspects. Now, showing strength. All right. Now, in response to bratty behavior, backing down or appearing weak is not what your brats want. All right, like they want, they're trying to get a reaction out of you. So backing down and just like, oh, okay, like if you don't want to do that, then short. Like, no, but bitch, do what the fuck I told you to do. Start playing with me. Like, 
that's what they want all right but also remain patient remain respectful all right like show them that you can handle them that they're not too much because you you never know like who like I mean this is me speaking generally obviously you should know your brat but like you never know what experiences they've had in their life you know like they might have honestly been told that your emotions are too much I don't want to hear this I don't want to hear that so if they are feeling safe enough with you to act like this, to show this side and you turn around and really like seriously make them feel like they're too much to handle, like they just, they got way too much going on, that will, that can actually really hurt them, you know? Like, so let your brat know that they are cared for, brat tamers. And that's why I'm saying, oh, I just looked down at the time and it's 2.22. So take that synchronicity but it's just like that's kind of why like I don't know if I have the time for it because like yeah I'll let my I always let my submissives know like I care about you afterwards but like bro there's only so much care I can give if you really just showing your ass like I I, I will just, I will leave you the fuck alone so Madam Moonchild is not a brat tamer <laughs> As we push on down the list, we got rope tops and riggers. Like, okay. <laughs> now, now, rope tops and riggers are especially or only really into rope bondage. Okay? Now, that's why it specifically says rope top. Now, they like suspension, the harnesses, the hogs high end, like all of that all that great shit like if you hear I got excited because I, I like I like the bondage I like the ropes that's where I am right now in my journey I am yeah I'm excited <laughs> I have a couple bundles of rope myself I definitely definitely need more uh, I think I have like three excuse me I have like three right now but I'm gonna grab more if anybody want to buy me some you could definitely you feel me Cash at me or, you know, send me an Amazon gift card. Slide me some more ropes. And yeah, maybe I'll tie you up. <laughs> but rope tops and riggers and rope bondage in general does not have to be sexual in nature. This can be a completely non-sexual form of domination. Like your sub can be clothed at all times. You can just do it um, just to show off your work, you know, like just because it's it's art like it takes time it takes practice to get some of these uh techniques together like to to learn these knots and to make it look pretty and perfect and all of that like bro show off yes so people would just take the pictures and just blast their instagrams with it and it's not sexual it's just like look what i can do look at the beauty in this look at the art of this human body look at all of this like I love it. People would just like have like showcases and classes. Like I have my eye on a couple rope bondage classes, a couple pages and all of that out there. So shout out to all of you guys. <laughs> uh, if you've been seeing me, you know, lurking on your page and liking your stuff because I am truly intrigued. Yes, I like it. Now, five responsibilities of a rope top. 
one they're responsible for preparing the rope and the accessories like the like the carabiners i don't know what the fuck that is um yeah i'm just reading this off the thing so if you know how to if you know what that is uh great kudos to you i'm just not that far along in my process all right so they're also uh in charge of focusing on their sub okay so discussing any injuries or issues before starting focusing on like body reactions while they're tying like really know your sub like notice if you tie something too tight how it might pinch the skin see how the the you know like the flesh could start to spill out of you know certain ties are in between the rope if it's too tight or how it starts to dig and to cut in look at your sub read their body look at their face look at their eyes and see are they actually comfortable in this because the mouth can say one thing but the body will always tell you like no they're not they're not feeling this it's, it's time to undo this something went wrong you know so just make sure you know and again with like injuries if you know you got like a bad shoulder or something well let's not do too tight of a chest harness where i'm pulling on or wrapping stuff around your shoulders if you know that you have like um i don't know if your gallbladder or fucking something is wrong let's not do a corset tie that's too tight and squeezes on you know your torso pay attention to things like that uh moving on i mean that kind of like the next one i think i kind of like touched on it already but it says like carefully tying so it says like Make sure that this, the rope sits without twisting or chafing or, you know, pulling the, the rope across the skin too much or, you know, just while you're wrapping, like, is your, is your rope slapping your sub? Just, like, being mindful on stuff like that. Making sure it's an experience, you know? Like, while I'm wrapping, while I'm tying you up, like, I'll run my fingers along your skin so that you feel me as well as the rope. I'm not going to just be having this rope flailing, flailing, what the fuck, flailing around and slapping you in your in your face just because I'm not paying attention. I'm just oh, da, 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 wrap this bitch up. Like let's not do that. <laughs> be in the moment with your sub. The next one is uh what the fuck is ensuring your sub's safety. So checking if the rope isn't frayed. So if you're doing suspension, when you get that far, I oh I cannot wait until I get to suspension. I am just, I'm living. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Make sure that the rope isn't frayed. Like there's no nicks. There's no reason or way that this motherfucker is going to come crashing down, okay? Like this is not Humpty Dumpty. I am not an egg. Don't drop me. Uh -uh, okay? They might... <laughs> They couldn't put his ass back together and they probably not going to put me back together. Let's not do that. Okay. We're not cartoons. This is not family guy. If you fall on your head and crack your shit up, you're not about to get up in the next scene. Be careful. Okay. <laughs> Again, be mindful of the weight. Make sure that if you're hoist hoisting somebody up, make sure that whatever brackets and secure things and harnesses and all that shit, make sure it's tied down that you don't drop anybody be mindful of the organs like i was saying um and focusing on your sub don't tie too tight over specific pressure points or like the stomach or the kidneys and all of that other stuff don't wrap ropes too tight around your neck 
listen to the safe words make sure you have safe words make sure that you have uh safety scissors so like them surgical scissors and shit that make sure that you, like um yeah you fuck the surgical scissors with the flat bottom so you can like quickly slide the scissors underneath that rope and cut your sub free at any moment bro like this is rope this is bondage you can cut circulation off always be careful Y'all, I'm not about to have y'all out here just assed out, throwing caution to the wind, balls to the wall, wrapping people up when you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Know what you're doing. Because you're not about to turn around and say, Moonchild said, listen, we already know. Moonchild said, be the fuck safe. Bling blow. Now, practicing, all right? Like, that's a good segue. Know what you're doing. Practice makes perfect. All right? If you follow me on Instagram or anything, you see me practicing my bondage and listen it's some of them are rough okay like when you do it for the first time it's exciting and it's like oh i did it i got it but when you keep doing it and keep doing it and you perfect that knot you perfect that tie well you look back at that first one you did like jesus what the hell was that like I <laughs> and I'm speaking from experience, okay? I was so excited when I did my first mermaid tail until I actually looked back and was like, bro, this is hideous. Like, <laughs> so have fun, okay? Practice on yourself. Know what the rope feels like on you so that you know how it feels on somebody else. Now, again, well, not again, but you can only do so much on yourself you can only do so many self ties and that's kind of where i am right now so like i'm low-key like looking for people to like volunteer to help me practice on but that's a lot like i don't that's a lot so i'm thinking i might just like get like a mannequin like you know how like um like the clothing stores not like them real big tall ones that you see like in the front in like the main windows but like the ones that be like hanging up like on like the top shelves like the like the little plastic mannequins that don't got the hair and don't got the they just like cut off at the bottom of the thighs like right at the, well the top of the thighs i guess it just cuts off at the top of the thighs and then it doesn't have like the arms i think i'm gonna grab one of them shit if anybody can find that for me let me know um <laughs> grab one of them joints and like practice my bondage on that so that way I can still continue to progress and I don't have to worry about having someone else. Or if any of you um for my, you know, my fashionistas, my stylists and my designers and my, you know, my creative babies, if y'all got like if you make clothes and y'all got like the big like uh what the fuck is that? The the canvas mannequins, I think that would be beautiful for you to practice on. So go on ahead practice makes perfect okay uh there's books you can uh, books i mean i don't know for me i don't know how much how helpful reading a book to help me tie i need to see it like i i, I need to I, I need to watch you i need to move so you know youtube is a great <laughs> it's a great resource instagram is a great resource so yeah find your job sweetheart next up we have service tops now service tops they enjoy giving sensations and stimulations they like servicing others but not serving them now there's still a top even though they like to like do things for other people you're a top because you're you're doing the the action you're doing the do basically 
and their their ideal partner they can be a bottom but not necessarily a sub so a service top because they are a person that's in charge in the dynamic quote unquote they are considered you know being a dom or dominant but in reality service tops don't necessarily have to actually be dominant themselves like they don't have to have that that type of energy they just like to do things for other people so like uh examples they can be they can help other doms in providing services or whatever to subs or whatever so they can do they can help another dom do like the binding do the tying up they can provide impact play they can provide punishments for other submissives but they don't necessarily have to have one for themselves they just in their mind it's probably just like i just like being helpful like if you want me to spank you i'll spank you if you want me to call you a dirty piece of shit i can do that like i can do that <laughs> You know, part of me thinks I am probably like a service top because it's just like, even like when I'm looking at myself and like how I interact with my subs, I'm kind of just like, okay, but what do you want? Like, what attention do you need? What, like, what do you like to be called? What do you want to be? What do you want to try? Now, that could just be like good dom etiquette, like just knowing and understanding your sub. But to me, it's like, it's not necessarily about the things I want to do. It's not necessarily about the things that like I want to make you do. But it's about like me giving you that access or that freedom to try it. So like I have a one, I have this one sub, and they're like, oh, I like I like like dirty shoes. I love boots and dirty boots or whatever, and. I could fantasize about licking a boot, but I don't think I could actually do it in real life. If you get to a point where you actually want to do that in real life, I will supply you with that. You know, because you like this, I'll 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 do that, you know. <laughs> if you want me to to call you a fucking doormat and tell you how I want to walk through paint and stomp all up and down your body and rub my paint filled toes through your hair if you love that shit then cool that's what i'm gonna do so to me it's just like i'm top dog but i do want to make you happy i do want to provide this service for you so like shit maybe i am a service top to my service tops out there is this your mindset like is this why you do what you do where it's just like I kind of just, I like the fact that I'm doing this for you. That like, you can go to anybody, you can go to any other bitch in the world, but you're here with me. I'm the one who you gonna let me stick my toe up your ass. You feel me? Like, it's me. <laughs> so that's that. Examples of service topping. Binding the sub with ropes, cuffs, blindfolds, or other bondage implement. Trust and believe, bitches. We have an episode on bondage coming up, and we're going to talk about all that shit. So stay tuned. To, uh, two, second example, performing impact play, such as spanking, canning, paddling, flogging, etc. Three, providing stimulation, temperature play, blades, hitting, electricity, like, ooh, the TENS unit. Bitch, we got to talk about the TENS unit. <laughs> Four, 
assisting other doms or tops with punishments or etc. We talked about that. Five, negotiating with bottoms before scenes. So understanding what they want, how they want to be treated, what aftercare they need, all of that. Talk it out. Talk it out. Communication is key, but understanding is paramount, motherfucker. Okay? Okay. Six, heeding the safe words. During the scenes, outside the scenes, and your regular deck, like what the fuck ever, bro, listen to the safe words. If they call a safe word, stop immediately. Cut them free. Do, do whatever you need to do to end that shit right then and there. A safe word is there for a reason. So, you know, just random words of advice. Don't necessarily make like the safe word no or stop because yes, we understand that no means no. Of course, yes. But like in certain situations, like you might be like, no, 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 no. And like that might stop the scene, but it's just like, oh no, I didn't. I was just, I, I was excited. And I was just like, oh no, 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 no. Like, you know, I didn't really want you to stop, but... So to get away from that, to not have like, oh, but did you know me? Did you know really mean no or did it mean keep going? To get all that shit out the way, have a solid stop word. You feel me? Kevin Hart said pineapples. Bitch, you heard me say pineapples. There is nothing else. Like what the fuck wrong with pineapples? Nothing. You didn't, you didn't misunderstand me. <laughs> Fucking oranges, nigga. Like you heard me. Stop. So heed the safe word. Have them in place and listen to them. Moving on, we have owners. Now, owners are tops for pet play. Pet play, <laughs> now their submissives are, or they think of themselves as pets, as animals, cats, dogs, horses, cows. You feel me? Y'all remember that Doja cat song where she said, bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow. Something... Some I don't meow. I don't know. I don't fucking know that song. Um, but that's how I found Doja Cat. Like I don't <laughs> not just like my <laughs> whatever. But now that I'm thinking, I'm like Doja is really like freaky. I, I I can see her being into all of this stuff. So I wonder if she actually does like identify as a cow, or she does like try pet play. And like she's a little a little mumu, like a little a little cowgirl, like that's cute. Whatever. Um <laughs> I'll now <laughs> let let's 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 stick to this fucking topic. So these submissives are like these bottoms, like they actually do think of themselves as pets, like they take on that mindset of an animal. So examples of owner behavior would be training like you train your little pet you train your pony or your puppy or your kitten to act how you want them to act train them like a real fucking animal like you, you can put them in a cage you can get your whatever let me let me keep reading okay so securing accessories and gear so yes collars tags what the fuck is a tag tags for animals T-A-C-K, uh, I don't know, listen, whatever, text, you got muzzles, you can shut your ass up, I'm gonna muzzle you, bitch, like, you can have, um, like, the water bowls, you can actually make them eat out of dog bowls, or drink water out of the little guinea pig, or, like, a little fucking 
You know the little water bottle touch your guinea pigs, your rabbits, or your hamsters that make it look the little click 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 click. Oh my oh my god, my rabbit head that that shit is so annoying. I couldn't I, I would not have my my submissive if I had a pet. I couldn't have them drink it out of that shit because I'd have them smack them with that bottle. Like, bro, shut up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> You're just gonna be thirsty. I'm sick of you. Um so stuff like that. You are also in charge of grooming your pet. So brushing them, bathing them, making sure that well, I mean, it depends on how far you want to go with this, but making sure your fucking pet is potty trained, like, because if I have a, a, a pet, right, and I come in a house and you shat on my floor, all hell is going to break loose. All hell, I... Something in me will snap and I will actually like treat you like a real animal and I might I might actually just rub your face in it. Like don't do not play with me. Do not play with me. <laughs> but that's that. And like your <laughs> owners are also in charge of providing care. So you got you, you feed them, you walk them, you give them water, you give them attention, you know, you give them pets when they're doing good, you pet their head, and you just yeah, you do all that. All right. So that was owners. And since we're still in like the animalistic mindset, we're going to move on to a primal dominant or a primal dom. So these doms, they're into like wild and animalistic kinks and BDSM. Like these are like the edge players. Like, ed okay, all edge players don't have to be primal doms, but like, I feel like, Primal doms are edge players because they like they push things to certain extremes. Like to them is it might not be extreme, like they might not notice or anything, but like to outsiders looking in, it could be like, holy shit, someone's gonna die. Like, <laughs> should we should we step in? Like, should we intervene? Like, is this is this okay? Like <laughs> I feel like that's the vibe that primal dominance and primal submissives like that whole dynamic give and i only say that because uh listening to other podcasts i was i forgot which one i don't know i've listened to a lot and i've just i don't know but they were talking about how they saw this scene and like the shit got so wild that like it actually like had to be broken up but like the the people who were involved in the scene were like so in it like they were so in the moment that it took them a smooth like 30 plus minutes to calm everybody down and like smooth clear this shit out and it turns out that like somebody broke their fucking arm like people were actually injured and I, I, the thing the wildest part to me is they said that the person who did most of the damage who actually was doing like the fucking bone breaking of other people was like this teeny tiny girl she was like a fucking 100 pounds soaking wet or probably like 120 soaking wet in her just being in the fucking moment like just going just in it like people really got fucking hurt so yeah okay so just keep that in mind that safety is always first. Safety is always first. But a, a primal dom, they can be triggered 
not in a bad way but like it can trigger like this part of them to like come out by like being bit or scratched or like having their sub like run or do things of uh like prey like do actions of prey and it will like activate the predator in this dom so these doms pref uh, like they prefer physical strength and bodies over the toys and the tools so it's just like bruh i don't care about the whips the chains none of that okay like we're going to get the pushing and the pulling and i'm gonna pull you yeah, your hair is the only tool i need to grab and control you you feel me like i'll grab your arm i'll flip you around i'm gonna like it, it might look like a fight it might look like a physical fucking struggle with this okay so four common activities of a primal dominant one chasing uh so that you can pin you can you know chase yourself around the room grab them pin them down all of that shit two having rough sex again biting scratching hair pulling hitting being tossed around like a fucking rag doll cool three making animalistic noises like the growling the <clears throat> all of that and all of that okay so it's giving like heavy masculine vibes like you can be a you can be a female you can be a woman primal dom but it's giving heavy man energy masculine energy you know what the fuck i mean like men and women we both have masculine and feminine energy there's a duality okay men can be feminine women can be masculine you have to have balance Get the fuck out of my face with all that shit, bro. Four, using the senses, especially smell. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what the fuck. Especially smell. I I I guess I don't I don't know. I I don't think I'm the type of person who thinks sex smells good, so I'm not about to be in there just like, oh, I love it. I like no, no, that's not me. You can do that. You can you can sniff 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 like a fucking anteater or a warthog all you want but that's not me <laughs> we don't kink shame but i just i i don't have an example to give I, I i can't elaborate on that part but i guess like using the senses is like i guess i i get the feel you know like you're touching you're you're seeing like you're you're in the moment you know like you're using your body so that was primal dominant now we're at the white knight dominant now white knight doms this don't got shit to do with your, your skin complexion that's not that's not what this is okay these doms they view themselves as the rescuer the savior you know like i came in and i swept myself off their feet i am their provider i am everything to them okay these doms like they fight their subs battles and they protect them like on next level like maybe even like probably most likely yeah above like a mommy daddy like white knight okay like it's the knight in shining armor is really what is given chivalry has not died to these people is actually the cornerstone of their belief and they opt for more like broken or vulnerable subs and it says you know remember i'm getting this information from the bad girls bible okay now it says that like these are often often male doms and to me it's like okay that's cool but it's given a little problematic it's given a little bit of like red flags especially like 
and it's because it says that like they they opt for more vulnerable or broken subs i don't really like that because it's like that could be okay okay i'm not kink shaming i'm not shaming but for me i just feel like that can be a dangerous situation to be in you know is like just be careful you know I, i'm not saying that white night doms have malicious intent or that they're narcissistic or that they're coming in trying to do anything like that but because we have to be realistic we live in a a fucked up place like the world the earth is beautiful but we have some sick and twisted people out here so you know stay ready so you don't have to get ready just be sure that someone is not coming in trying to be a white knight dom and they're not really just a narcissist trying to love bomb you that they're not really just a predator trying to come in and sweep you up and carry you off somewhere and now this person is all you have especially if you were already broken you were already well not not say you but you know if this sub was already broken and damaged and vulnerable and they need someone anyone these doms could really come in and because they are the savior they are the mr fix it and i did this i did that like, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I feel like y'all know where I'm going with this shit. Like, just don't get caught up. Don't play on the vulnerability of another person. Don't have them, don't be on no, oh, I did all of this for you. So you have to do this for me. No. You know, make sure that this sub is already a sub. They are not just some random person that you're preying on. I don't I don't I don't stand for that. I don't go for any of that. So, you know, just letting you know. And again, I'm not saying that that's what these doms are about. It's just a warning to anyone out there because I am new to this and you probably are too if you're listening and you're trying to learn from me. So, you know, just be aware that not everybody out here is a good person. Don't be naive, my baby. Please don't. All right? And, like, that's, you feel me? That's, that's a little bit of, like, mom energy coming out. I say, I'm a mommy dom. Like, that's where it is. Like, yo, I, I if you're listening to me, I love you. I don't want anything to happen to you. So just move smart out here. Don't let nobody really just come in and be your every fucking thing. Because if shit goes left, then what do you have? Or if they really, you know, like let's say it does turn out to be a mask and they do drop that mask and they show you who they really are. You have nobody and it makes it hard to leave. So for anybody who needed to hear that, baby, I hope you okay. And I send you my love. But let's lighten this energy back up a little bit. Three examples of white knight doms. <laughs> So what they can do is they solve problems, especially for their submissives. They protect them, you know, like they protect them, their partner, their family, like they got you. You know, this is like a, the real doms, like they, they got you. And they dote on, it says doting on their submissives. So it's like, you, you, you're not about to be a knight if your submissive is not a princess or a prince, you know, like they're going to treat you 
like you're like royalty like they're really gonna like they they love you well i don't want to say they love you let me not do that but they really want to be there for you they are that support they are that rescuer they are that savior they are that person that you can go to and when all things go wrong just make sure that's really who they are you know you know <laughs> next on the list is sadist now we did talk about sadist again all the way back in episode one but because you didn't necessarily have to listen to episode one like <laughs> i'm not going to leave it out of here so a sadist is someone who takes pleasure in inflicting pain or humiliation on another consenting person you know adult in this situation another consenting adult now this is not a person who uses their subs as a punching bag, okay? Like, you don't just come in and pull your belt off and just start beating on your sub or slave just because you had a bad day. That's not how this works. That's abuse. We, come on, we, we know better. Don't do that. <laughs> Two ideas for a sadistic dom would be causing pain, either physical or psychological. So psychological would be like humiliation, so... I like really like talking shit to them or embarrassing them like in the public eye. Uh, two, like the second idea or the second thing to be mindful of is providing aftercare for your your subs. Like we'll talk about aftercare. I feel like I I should and I will do like a full episode on it because it is important. But aftercare is how you handle or how you deal with your submissive or your slave or whatever after a scene like after you just paddled them flogged them whatever to them you got to make sure they're cool sit down well, what do you need do you, you need cuddles do you want to watch a little mermaid and eat a sherbet ice cream like I, that was very specific what the fuck but like, <laughs> if you do you want to do that like do you do you want me to just lay here with you and rub your butt and play in your hair like what's going on with you what do you need and that will significantly help with sub drop. And we'll talk about that later. But sub drop is just like the real shitty emotional state that you could potentially end up in after a scene is done. But that's neither here nor there. This is about doms, not subs. So we'll talk about that later. But yes, that's a sadist. I'm not going to stick too much time on it on this because we've already been through this. So yeah moving on now we have leather doms now leather doms they have their own community okay they they're in the leather community and they don't always look at themselves as being a part of the bdsm and kink community all right now leather doms are mostly gay men who enjoy like they still enjoy the masculine look and feel and vibe of a leather. Like they are very, they have very strict protocols. Like you act a certain way, you look a certain way. Don't embarrass me. If you're not, if you're not with the shits, then get the fuck out. You feel me? Like this is how we do it over here, and y'all don't do it right. You know? <laughs> like that's like when I was like listening to other people talk. Like that's kind of the vibe where it's like they have their own thing and we have ours but like all of this like came from them but whatever we, i'm not going to talk about you know the history and stuff of the leather community because 
I'm not a part of that community. I can't speak for those people. If I have any leather doms on here or any leather daddies here, I would love for you to come speak and tell me and show, share with the world what y'all are about, what's the vibe, what's the move. I love it all. But, you know, that's that. Leather doms, like, their kinky activities can include, like, anything that we've already talked about. Like, they can do the same shit that people do in BDSM. It's not, like, a clean cut. Like, oh, we don't do that. Like, you do that, but we don't. Like, it's not like that. But they focus on things that are outside of just the kink community. So that's why I'm saying like, they really got, like, their own shit. So we'll focus, like, the article focuses on, like, these little three things. So portraying masculinity. Masculinity. Through their leather outfit, you know, they wear the caps for like the, the special style, like they um, engage in like the, the motorcycle clubs, like all of that, like that, like think of like, if you're trying to picture a leather dom, like kind of think of like the bikers, like you feel me, you got these big ass burly men with these thick leather coats and the straps and the kind of like that. I mean, they don't always have to be like the big stocky, you feel me, like the big bald guy with the shades and the handlebar mustache. Like, you don't have to be that. You can be, you know, the little twink in the corner who just got the the leather harness and the little leather booty shorts with your leather cat looking real cute. You could do that, but, you know, I mean, I, I, I guess, sure. You can do that, but it, it's the masculine feel of the leather that still gets them. Um next they participate in leather events so parades competition like the like the Folsom street fair cool like you feel me? like they really out here like if this is your thing look into it love on it and they and they practice traditions so like usually based on military protocol so when i say like they act a certain way where it's like you better not get out here and embarrass me in front of these people if you are one of us you move like it you act like it you look like it you feel me don't don't come over here with that dilly dolly willy nilly bullshit like that <laughs> that's the vibe and i respect the fuck out of it kudos to you you know so yeah, those are the leather doms. And last but not least, we have a pleasure dom. Now, while I was looking this stuff up, people were saying like, this is a newer term. And it's kind of like a TikTok term that like, <laughs> it's apparently not necessarily used in real life or at least is not popular enough yet to be in like the everyday bdsm community all right so these so, but basically what it is is these people they get sexual gratification from fulfilling their partner's needs um and it does not have to be specifically sexual like it can just be like oh you need your hair washed let me wash your hair if your body is sore, let me give you a massage or let me buy this for you. Like just doing nice shit. So like kind of like in my head, I'm thinking like people pleasers. Um, but people don't think that this is a type of dom or top in itself, but it's just a subsection of being a service top, you know, like, and I, I, I kind of get it. So be 
like when I was explaining like the mindset of being a service top where it's just like I just I like doing this for you like you want to do it it gives me gratification to know that like I can do this for you example I have a friend and we would talk about like the feeling you get like when you're giving head and like you're just looking at your partner and it's like having them do all like the wiggling and the squirming and like the moaning and groaning is like I want like I want that from you because it's just like okay I'm making you do that like I'm doing this <laughs> like I feel good because I'm the one who's getting this reaction out of you I'm pleasing you I'm making you happy I might be uncomfortable in the situation you feel me like my throat could be fucking on fire like <laughs> I could be feeling like I'm gonna throw up but I'm gonna keep going because I see that you are enjoying this I feel like if that's the mindset of a pleasure dom then it could also be the mindset of a service top like are they like I see why people were saying just like yo pleasure doms that's not a real fucking thing because it's just a service top but like low-key I like the I like the term pleasure dom more than service top but whatever if you feel like they're separate then you can keep them separate use them at your you know own discretion I'm just letting you know that these are two terms that are out here bling blow here we go okay but again these activities anything that you're doing does not have to be sexual it's just you just like doing it you know <laughs> now i know i did say last but not least was pleasure dom but then i'm looking down at my notes and i also have top like here so i'll just throw it in there but like again tops don't have to be doms at all they're just in, in control of a scene so you can just be a bedroom top where you're, you're just in charge in the bedroom so let me give you the examples so for examples of topping like you can be doing the spanking so or engaging in other like impact play you can be doing the binding so you can be doing like you can tie your partner up you can gag them blindfold them and use other tools like the wands or like anal plugs and stuff uh respecting safe words of course knowing when to stop and when to you know check in on your sub and then knowing your tools like know what the fuck you're doing don't pull out some some new toy that you've never used on a sub you, you know it's self-explanatory know what the fuck you're doing okay <laughs> but yeah that's it now that was the last one so i'm uh, technically pleasure dom was the last dominant because tops aren't whatever that's the end of it okay <laughs> sad to say but we've come to the end of you know our little chat <laughs> but it's okay i pinky promise that i'll be back and bitch you already know you can't break a pinky promise <laughs> so i'm gonna head out but before i do i want you to remember that i love you i appreciate you and i'm so glad that you are here on this journey to meet your intersex gods goddesses slaves and sadomasochists and everything in the fuck between. I am Madam Moonchild, and I will see you next time here at Moonchild's Dungeon.